0: What can I say? Yeah, I'm ready to go Like we seeds in the pot Yeah, i ready to grow And I don't care if the growth is fast or slow With my fan base Cause that's what really matters the most I see the top of y'all so I'm so close You ain't taking medication Let me give you a dose I am the realest sinner And there's not no quote Let's see who disagrees Raise your hand the vote Welcome to Feel the Heat, episode 16. Happy Saturday to everybody. I'm your host, Daylo, and my co-host, Webb.
1: What's going on, y'all? Glad to be back. Let's get into it.
0: All right, make sure you guys send in those questions and those topics that you'd like us to cover at anchor.fm forward slash Heat forward slash message or on Twitter at Heat underscore KW. Week 7 of the NCAA football schedule goes heavy on big-time matchups from Oklahoma-Texas rivalry showdown in Dallas to the SEC unbeatens LSU versus Florida tonight at 8 o'clock meeting in, in Death Valley. Two top 25 matchups we will headline this week are the Florida and LSU game as well as the Oklahoma and Texas game. We will break down what will happen for the Florida-LSU
1: game. Joe Burrow's coming off touchdown passes. And LSU's passing game is second in the nation. And I think their offense will be just too overwhelming for Florida, especially since the game's at LSU. But it'll be the best defense that Joe Burrow's ever faced. On the other side, as explosive as Florida's pass game can be, I'm going to look to their superior pass rush and their secondary, which holds 12 interceptions this season to create more chances for Florida and keep the ball out of LSU's hands. Overall, Florida has the better defense, but I think LSU's offense is even better.
0: Yeah, that summarizes it for me, too. I mean, as much as I love the Florida Gators and their defense, my pick is the LSU Tigers um, with their sizzling quarterback, Joe Burrow, and their fast-moving offense is like, they will be their toughest test of the season against a crew of pass rushers, like you said, that are just absolute monsters. Um, but can the Gators keep up on offense with LSU? That will be the question. Defense will create. It's from Florida, Florida must capitalize on those opportunities to beat LSU. If they beat LSU, Florida will will drop down probably to top five, depending on how the wins and losses go this week. Could be top four, but. Um, the top four teams, I don't see either of them losing. So they, the best they could get, I think, would be top five.
1: You, you mean for LSU?
0: No, for Florida, if they beat LSU. They're ranked number seven right now, correct?
1: I didn't know that. I didn't know they moved up.
0: Oh, they moved up three spots from last week, yeah. They're number 10, they're number seven now in the new ranking. So if they beat LSU... They should jump into number five. And I believe LSU is number five right now.
1: I think LSU is no. Oh, no, because Ohio State's tied for fourth, right? Right. Okay.
0: You got um, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. Top four teams right now. All right, so for Oklahoma versus Texas, this is the Red River Showdown. What you got for us, Webb?
1: Well, to me, I like Oklahoma in this matchup. I think Jalen Hurts can be just as good throwing the ball as Sam Ellinger and even better running the ball. I mean, he's leading the team in rushing at 499 yards Uh, compared to Sam Ellinger. He's got 100 more yards passing, three less touchdowns, And two interceptions. And they're both at 14. No, I'm wrong. Three three less touchdowns at 14. And a better QBR at 96. And seeing that C D Lamb has 439 receiving yards, they seem to have good, they seem to have good chemistry. And then they even got Charleston Rambo. I like Charleston Rambo, 383 yards or four touchdowns on the season. I just think Jalen Hurts is more efficient. And Texas' secondary isn't that good to me. And that's a hole that I think Jalen Hurts and company will exploit.
0: I got the Oklahoma Sooners winning as well. I think Texas will give them a, a big run um, early on, but they won't have enough to outscore Jalen Hurts and company. It is the biggest rivalry in the, in the um, Big 12. It's the greatest rivalry in the Big 12, but I have to go Oklahoma for all the reasons that you said, so I won't reiterate that. That's my pick. That's your pick. Looks like we're on the same page for those two picks for this game of the week. And if nothing else, we'll move on to the NFL Week 6 news. Anything else you got to say about this week, NCAA?
1: I'm good. Let's, let's move it. Let's keep it moving.
0: All right, so NFL week six started off with the Giants versus the Patriots. Key takeaways, and here we have it. Um, I don't believe anyone seriously thought the Giants would win, right? But their defense did force Tom Brady into some questionable throws and even forced the interception. New England's defense continues to be dominant, and their special teams as well. But I did like that um, the, the do not quit factor from Daniel Jones. No matter how ugly it got for him and his team, he continued to play well. He even threw a you know the touchdown pass to Golden Tate. Um, he played really good. He just played a a better team, so it was a good experience for him. I think the Giants have enough young guys with a mix of veterans um, to really. Make something happen in the next season or two.
1: In the next season or two? Uh, I believe so. I'm not sure. I mean, Daniel Jones had three interceptions, and honestly, I really didn't expect much from him against the Patriots. I mean, no no Evan Ingram or Saquon Barkley. Plus Sterling Shepard's on concussion protocol. I mean, Golden Tate was over 100 yards receiving, but... Even so, Uh, Stephon Gilmore, he's most likely to be who I believe defensive player of the year, but the Patriots have some glaring issues. Well, not glaring, but they do have some issues, especially at wide receiver. Josh, Josh Gordon isn't producing. Julian Edelman isn't 100%. Josh Gordon had one reception for seven yards. I think just when they get into playing better teams, I'm curious to see how strong their defense really is cuz I think the age on Tom is starting to show as his pocket his pocket awareness looked a little a little less effective, I want to say. He didn't look as sharp. And he's thrown one interception in it in the last 3 games. So But like I said, I didn't expect much from Daniel Jones. I think this season is just a learning experience for him.
0: Agreed. And New England's problem, like you said, are their wide receivers? Um, But this game, they did rely more on their their rushing game um, between Sonny Michelle, James White, and Brandon Bolden. I believe Josh Gordon went down in at the end of the first or the middle of the second quarter with the injury. But you're right. He hasn't been...
1: Producing. The
0: great wide receiver that we thought he may have been going into the season healthy. So, uh, hopefully he gets healthy. It's not a major injury. I did read that he avoided a major knee injury, but um, they are taking precautions to prevent further injury to his knee. So, with this next... um, seven, eight, nine days off, he should be able to recover. And hopefully he has a really good season. A lot of people are rooting for him to do well. So we'll see how that goes for New England Patriots and uh, Josh Gordon.
1: I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see what other teams are going to do. Well, rather what the Patriots are going to do when other teams figure out to just stop the run and just... And just live with the past, because they're, because honestly, the receive some of the receivers they're playing that Myers guy. I think he's like he. I'm trying to think of the right word for it. He's replaceable. I want to say like, like scout, oh, yeah. like scout team kind of receivers. The Patriots are, they're putting out some scout team at like receivers. So I,
0: man, he's a rookie.
1: Yeah, so...
0: He had, he, had eight, he had eight receptions for 120 yards, though.
1: But when you get into, like, the playoffs and stuff, rookies aren't going to cut it.
0: Listen, one thing we know about Tom is that he works with what he was given. Nobody knew who the hell Chris Hogan was before the playoffs in that series when they played at Atlanta in the Super Bowl. So he, he's known to make some names, and now you look at Chris Hogan with the Panthers and he ain't nothing. So we we will see if he's able to to do that. We understand that that was three seasons ago. And like you said, Tom has aged since then. But if anybody could turn somebody into anything, it is Tom Brady. That's what I would bet my money on.
1: Can't argue with that.
0: So in other breaking news, multiple teams have reached out to the Browns and trade talk for Odell Beckham Jr., The Browns will not give up Odell easily, but they are taking calls into consideration. What are your thoughts on this
1: scenario? I think the Browns would be absolutely crazy to trade Odell Beckham Jr. Simply because, I mean, when you're thinking about top talent in the NFL in terms of wide receivers, Odell Beckham, he's right there. I mean, his playmaking ability, even playing for a losing team like New York, uh, Eli just wasn't able to get him the ball and even so now with Baker, it's difficult to get him the ball. I feel like if they just incorporate him a little a little better into the offense and just get him open, I think I think it it comes down to coaching for me with the Browns, but I wouldn't trade Odell. I would hold on to him at least just for the just for the season before I start taking calls. I mean, come on now.
0: My theory is this: if teams are calling, obviously I I agree with you. I don't think the Browns should trade Odell, and I don't think they necessarily want to trade Odell. But if teams are calling, it must be because you know OBJ has told his camp, his agent, his management team that he wants out. However, I just don't think it's going to happen this season. Because he's not a problem. He's obviously the best receiver they have on their team. And when you get him the ball, he's going to create plays for you. But you can't get him the ball if your QB's rating is 13.4, like it was last week against the 49ers. Yeah. So they still have time to figure this thing out in Cleveland. But time is running short. They have to figure it out like this week. Um, they play the Seahawks this week. Another great defense. They have to take it advantage of being at home and, you know, feeding off the crowd, the energy from the crowd and from each other. So, hopefully the Browns start turning it around um, this season.
1: I think Freddie Kitchens just needs to give him uh, a game plan with quicker reads. That's just easier to see because he just has a hard time seeing the field to get Odell the ball. I mean, I think Baker Mayfield's really good at throwing the football it's just the protection and him making his reads
0: well that would be that would be the smartest thing I mean if you're the coach you're the you're the coach staff you understand your players strengths and weaknesses so if they have a hard time making reads you want to get them plays against the ball out their hands quicker um, but in that instance it could backfire on you because your guy could throw interceptions. But it's just a risk you have to take. Play up to his skills, um, to what he's really good at, or continue to let the man get sacked and chased out the pocket and, and make plays that's never going to happen. All right. Jay from Jacksonville says, if Stefan Diggs is traded before the trade deadline, what team would be best for him?
1: Well, I mean, I'm not sure – See, when he says the team that's best for him the immediate team that comes to mind is obviously teams like like uh, like the Patriots the Patriots would need him or could use him definitely but what I think would be best for him was on, as ob- honestly to stay in Minnesota but the initial team that would come to mind is the Patriots or the Giants even though the Giants have nothing to bargain with uh, I'm not sure who else. What do you think?
0: I think the Ravens. I mean, that's the only team that comes to my mind when I really think yeah would be the absolute best. The Patriots is a good pick, but um, I'm trying to avoid that because it seems like the Patriots always get a really good receiver when they need it. Um, so I think the Ravens would be good just because Diggs and Hollywood Brown would compliment one another and would give Lamar Jackson another threat on the field where an office is already electrified.
1: But, um... Or even the Redskins. Think- or even the Redskins. The Redskins could use him alongside Terry McLaurin.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams could use him. Hell, the Dolphins could use him, but at this point, I mean, I'm not sure if... Jay was asking, like, you know, a team that's competitive that has a chance to go to the playoffs. I mean, because, like you said, any team could use him. He's a great He's a great receiver. The Bengals could use him. They're on four. The Cardinals could use him out there with Patrick, uh, or excuse me, um, Larry Fitzgerald. So it just depends on what you're willing to give up to get a guy like Stephon Diggs, who we have seen what he can do over his career.
1: Yeah. I'm just, I, when I just try to think, like, what teams have something to bargain with versus like what teams need receivers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I was thinking about. Cause it was, it was kind of a, a narrow question to, to say like uh, what team would he be best for? Cause there's, there's teams he'd be best for. Like you said, teams like Miami and, and losing teams like that. But I try to think of a better team.
0: Yeah, I feel like he needs to go somewhere where he can be the number one guy Um, because it's it's just clear that, you know, Adam Thielen is Kirk Cousins' favorite passing target. He's a really good guy. He's a really good athlete. He's a really good receiver. So it's a battle there in Minnesota to be number one. And it's obvious that Kirk Cousins has selected Thielen over Diggs. And I'm not... I'm not so sure that it's not that um, Stephon Diggs is being shadowed by the best corner uh, on a team every week. It could be that. But well, who knows? We will, we'll see what happens with Diggs if Minnesota ends up even trading him. If they trade him, they have to upgrade somewhere like at tight end because I just can't see them giving up Stefan Diggs for nothing.
1: They really... Honestly, the Vikings really don't need much. They need to get rid of Kirk Cousins. That much is apparent to me, but they really don't need much. They have a good defense. I mean, maybe their offensive line, but if they could get a a good pick for him or an offensive lineman or or, like you said, a tight end, that would be good. But other than that, the Vikings really don't need much. That's why I would say just hold on to them.
0: I would say the same, too. <clears throat> okay, let's go ahead and jump into our games of the week. For this Sunday, in the AFC East, we have the winless Redskins versus the winless Dolphins. We'll call this our first take bowl of the season. Who you got getting their first W?
1: I got the Redskins. I think they have—they got a better run game, a more reliable run game. Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson, who, who really can catch the ball, too. So— and the Redskins, they do have Terry McLaurin, who's a pretty good receiver. And then they got, uh, what's his name, Paul Richardson. I believe that's his name. So, I mean, the Redskins, they have guys with some talent. I mean, the their Dolphins. Their
0: quarterback situation sucks, that's all. Yeah,
1: their quarterback really just really just sucks. But, I mean, who the Dolphins got? Kenyon Drake, Xavier Howard. It's about uh, They traded Laramie Tunsil I think So I mean I can't really think Of anybody else In the Dolphins
0: Yeah I mean They have um, As far as Receiver goes They have the rookie um, Williams I can't I can't remember His first name Williams uh, Preston Williams That's his name Preston Williams Is the receiver They also have Devontae Parker And then I think this is like For Josh Rosen If you don't do something. I mean, I know that the the Dolphins have put you in a terrible situation where we all know that they're tanking on purpose, but if you don't show some upside to your game, trust and believe the Dolphins will draft either um, Jalen Hurts or Tua Tagoloa from Alabama and you're going to be out of a job again and be a backup again. So now it's like You need to prove to the Dolphins that they don't need to draft a quarterback if they have you. But uh, I think they'll draft one either way. I got the Redskins winning as well, and I don't think the Dolphins have enough talent. Let's move forward. AFC West, Chiefs versus Houston. Who you got?
1: Uh, I got Houston. Deshaun Watson's playing well. Uh, Kansas City doesn't do well against the run. Uh, every week I've watched Kansas City, Brashad Breland's had at least three or four personal flags himself, at least two, uh, the last two weeks. Um, I'm going to take Houston.
0: I'm going to take Houston too. Uh, The last two weeks that we've seen, if you have a, a pretty good defense, a solid defense, you have a chance at beating the Chiefs and the Colts did just that last week. So, I'm gonna roll with Houston as well. In the AFC North, we have the Seahawks versus the Browns. Who you got?
1: I mean, just with the Browns' quarterback struggles, I can't. I can't take the Browns. I got to take. Uh... Who'd you just say it was? The Seahawks. Sure. Yeah, the Seahawks. I got to take the Seahawks. I don't know. My mind just went blank for a second. Yeah, we... all good. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just saying it's all good.
1: Yeah, I'm saying with the quarterback struggles, I just I can't pick the Browns. I got to pick the Seahawks. Russell Wilson is playing extremely well this year, MVP caliber football he's playing. Uh, so I got to go with the Seahawks.
0: I'm wrong with the Seahawks too. Uh, you can't go against the defense they got number one, and then Russell Wilson is just be he's using his legs to create plays. Um, he's using his arm. I think the run game is starting to try to at least establish itself. Yeah, but then you just have the receivers who, I mean, he has receivers all over the place. Now, they might not be really big names that we're used to. But at the end of the day, these guys, um, they're, they're playmakers. They have good hands. They have a good tight end. They just have a complete team right now. I like the Seahawks. In the AFC North, Saints versus the Jags, without Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey possible. Ramsey, excuse me. Who you got?
1: This is a tough one. I mean, cause I even without Jalen Ramsey, I think the Jags still have a good defense.
0: Yeah, um, I think so too. But let's put this into perspective. Um, Jalen Ramsey is on the injury list as well as Alvin Kamara. Does that make a difference for the Saints?
1: No, not necessarily because they still have Michael Thomas. If Teddy Bridgewater can get Michael Thomas the ball, I think the Saints won't have really any issue. But I know the Jags won't go quietly. But I'm going to take the Saints because Teddy Bridgewater has been doing pretty good lately.
0: Yeah, I'm wrong with the Saints, too. All right, NFC East. Eagles versus the Vikings.
1: I'm going to take the Vikings. Kirk Cousins stepped up last week. Uh, so as long as Kirk Cousins can get Adam Thielen and company, Stefan them the ball. I trust Dalvin Cook completely. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. Cause, and they have a really good defense. The Vikings have a really good team outside of just Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah, I'm rolling with the Vikings too. I think uh, Carson Wentz is another quarterback that has um, multiple wide receivers injured. So it does hurt his game somewhat, and he's facing a very tough defense. So I'm rolling with the Vikings as well. In the NFC in the West, we have the 49ers versus the Rams, possibly without Todd Gurley due to a thigh contusion. Who you got?
1: I'm going to take the 49ers. I think their pass rush is playing well. Then, you know, they got Nick Bosa. Their secondary is playing well. Richard Sherman's up there as well. I think just as long as Jimmy Garoppolo stays consistent with his passes. I mean, Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman last week, they had a a good game against the Browns, right? They played the Browns. Right. Uh, So... Like, I, I'm i just paying attention to Jimmy Garoppolo. As long as he's good, I think the 49ers will be fine.
0: Okay, so. Oh, man. I really want to say the Rams, but without Todd Gurley, I don't think they have enough to beat the 49ers. And it just so depends keep on what you're well. playing. Exactly. Okay, so then there's another addition another problem for the Rams even though they have a really good defense they haven't been playing like it (sighs) I think I'm going to have to go with the 49ers this week and maybe I think they meet again at the end of the season Um, we could talk this game again in the NFC North we have the Packers versus the Lions
1: you know uh, I'm going to stick with the Packers uh, just because Aaron Jones Good Reliable runner With the football Aaron Rodgers I mean Honestly Do I really got to get That much into it But I mean The Lions might put up A good fight I mean they did Against the Chiefs Depending on uh, How TJ Hawkinson is If he's going to play Or not I'm not sure On that yet But I got to go with Green Bay They have a superior Offense Superior defense Uh they're, I think the Packers are the best team in in the division right now.
0: I don't want to jinx the Lions. I don't. I mean, I lived in Detroit for ten years and I never was a fan of them. But this year, I'm on their train and I'm I'm liking Matt Stafford right now. The way he's playing, he's top five quarterback in the league right now. The way he's playing. Uh, so. I'm going to go with the Lions, and I hope I don't jinx them. I like the Packers as well, but I think the Lions pulled off 30-27. to 27. In, in the, in the South, oh, go ahead, sorry.
1: I was just going to say, I don't know, man, but they might. They could, but I'm just going with what makes sense.
0: Yeah, sometimes what makes sense in sports doesn't always work, though. I kind of want to lean that way, too. But you got to take a risk sometimes, I guess. In the NFC South, we have the Panthers versus the Bucks. Uh, I believe their game is on at like 9.30 a.m. They're playing in London. Who you got?
1: This is honestly a tough one. I mean, I think I'm going a, I'm, to I'm a roll with the Bucks. Uh, James, James Winston's really stepped up his game and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are a real threat now I mean I thought James Winston was a bust and that was it but I like his play I like uh, the leadership role that he's really stepped into so I'm going to go with the Bucks. Uh, especially because the Panthers don't have Cam Newton back yet. I mean, they do have Christian McCaffrey, but that's only going to get them so far.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going with the Bucks as well. Same reasons. So let's move forward. NBA, um, WNBA News, congratulations to the Washington Mystics and Elena Deladon for their championship for the 2019 season.
1: That's crazy that she she played with a herniated back.
0: You know, that is crazy. I mean, how true is that story? We don't know. You know, right. teams make up stuff to make uh, headlines and draw more attention, which is really good media marketing, if you want to say. Um, here's a question that came in. It says, can DeRozan and um, LaMarcus Aldridge make enough noise to be contenders in the Western Conference I just don't believe they have enough pieces to be true contenders. However, coach Pop has this thing for creating really good teams without all of the fancy names and turn them into household names. It will be interesting to see what he could do with this roster, but it will be tough.
1: I don't think so. I think I think the Spurs will make the playoffs, but I don't think they'll get past the first round simply just because I don't think they score enough points. They don't shoot enough threes. DeJounte Murray, not a great three-point shooter. DeMar DeRozan, not a great three-point shooter. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge primarily stays on the block, but he can shoot the three ball. But I just don't think the Spurs shoot enough enough to really uh, go far in the playoffs in the West.
0: They're, yeah, they're just missing some pieces um, and some additions to people's games. Their, game, their games are very limited to uh, mid-range games. So we'll see how the season goes. It's too early to call it, but yeah, I don't really see them being true contenders in the West. The West is too stacked, too many teams, other teams to choose from. So there you have it. All right, so MLB playoff updates. If you didn't know... You have to know by now. But the Nationals upset the Dodgers, won in a a great comeback win, and then went ahead last night to take the 1-0 league in the National League matchup championship series versus the Cardinals. Tonight in the American League, the Yankees will face the Astros in Houston. I think we're in for a good one with this series. I still got the Yankees going. Go Bronx Bromers. Let's get it. Anything else you got to say today before we close out, Webb?
1: Honestly, I'm good. We can go ahead and close it up.
0: All right. So, as always, thank you guys for joining us today. Um, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Enjoy the football games that are coming on here shortly. And don't forget to send in your questions at anchor.fm forward slash field the heat forward slash message or on Twitter at field the heat underscore KW. I'm your host Day, along with Webb. You just listen to field the heat. We're out here. Catch you Tuesday.